Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the House of David Ministries. Thank you for joining us once again here on a beautiful God-blessed day to get into his word. Uh, God, as always, has provided a beautiful word for us, a, a, a word of now for us. Uh, I pray that you all are here in good health and good spirits. And before we get started, we'll be coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll be discussing uh, something very powerful today, and that is, uh, if you were listening to the song um, that was being played earlier, uh, it's called Sanctuary. And the, the words of, the, 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 of that song is, Lord, prepare me to be a living sanctuary for you. Um, those are very powerful words in that in that song. Um, and God's message today is going to really, really bring this home for everyone today. So put on your, on your, your listening ears and um, let's get into God's words. But before we do, let's go ahead and pray and give thanks. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you, dear Lord God, as humble as we know how to, dear Lord God. And we pray and ask and in Jesus' name, dear Lord God, that you continue, dear Lord God, to increase our mindset, increase our hearts, dear Lord God, to be towards love, dear Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, and we thank you for this blessed day. We thank you for this time, dear Lord God, that you have honored us, dear Lord God, to come into our presence. We thank you for being our God, dear Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, for all that you have blessed us with throughout our lives. We thank you for good health, dear Lord God. We thank you for our Blessing us financially, dear Lord God, blessing our family members and loved ones everywhere, dear Lord God, and keeping us in the name of Jesus. We pray for this word right now, dear Lord God. May it touch us the hearts, the minds, the ears, dear Lord God, and open up the eyes of those who hear it, dear Lord God. Wherever it may go, dear Lord God, may these words fill the atmosphere in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God. May it fulfill the hearts of those who hear it in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God. For all that we have done, dear Lord God, may we continue to do it for you and you alone in the name of Jesus. We pray, dear God, and just ask, dear God, that you continue to watch over us, protect and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But before I read that, uh, I want you to stay there. I am going to quickly turn over into the book of Ezekiel. Now, it is important that you bear witness to these words because they are very powerful. Okay, so Ezekiel, I'm going to read out of Ezekiel chapter 37. Again, keep your, your bookmarks on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 
Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And Ezekiel says in verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded, as, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon, came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Very important. But then verse 9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And that's what Ezekiel is saying. There are members of the body that we frown upon, that we look down upon, now, when you, when you think about this topic, I want you to think about this topic in uh, a, a few senses, okay, um, uh, in, a, in a few avenues, I should say. Think of it as, one, yourself, okay? When, when, you, when you're hearing these words and when, you, when we were going through 1 Corinthians here, chapter 12, I want you to concentrate on these three things. One, yourself. Two, I want you to concentrate on your community or your your ministry in which you're involved with, wherever it is you may be, okay? Three, concentrate on the body of Christ. Those three, self, church or community, body of Christ. Focus on those, okay? So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, and it reads here, verse 1, now, concerning spiritual gifts, this is what this message is about today, spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God doesn't want us to be ignorant in the things in which he has blessed us with. He wants us to carry on. He wants us to be able to be activated in him, okay? 
Yea, ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. So if you have the Spirit of God in you, you're not going to see him say Jesus is accursed. Okay? And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. You know these things because the unction of the Lord gives it to you. Okay? Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. This is where God's going to start breaking this down. Okay? I'm going to read that again. Verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Diversities of gifts. And I was led to put this message together, and by doing so, it, it, it gives a clear understanding. For those of you who know football, okay, who know team sports, um, you know that there, there are gifts and talents throughout the world. We know that there are gifts and talents throughout, you know, God's creations. He gives them to us, right? And, you know, me, I'm, you know, being from Florida, I, you know, we, we love football down in Florida. If it ain't boxing, it's football. Those are like the two top sports in, in the state. Um, but here's how it works. In football, in football, you're always one of the two. At least this is what we think. You're either on defense or you're on offense, right? And then when you're on offense, you're doing your best to try to combat whatever the enemy is doing to you, okay? They're trying to do this and they're trying to do that, you know, to you. You're trying to, you know, manipulate. It's just like a chess game. You're trying to manipulate and work around them, you know, to expose some things. And just like they're trying to expose things to you. And then vice versa, when you're on defense and they're on uh, the enemy's uh, on offense, you're trying to combat the enemy. When you're on defense, you're trying to get to him, to sack him, to do whatever it is you need to do. But nothing works without everyone jointly together working on the field. There are 11 individuals on the field, but just as this word says, there's only one team. One team. 11 individuals, one team. And I'll read that again because it says in verse 6, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. Okay? It's plain and simple right there. Diversities of, of, of um, operations. Each person has their individual gifts and talents, their position of what they need to do. Now, I told you I want you to think about a couple of things, yourself, your community, and the body of Christ. Because this is what the enemy is trying to do to you. The enemy knows your familiarities. Okay? He knows what's familiar to you. He knows it. That's why he attacks it. Okay? I know there's a lot of sins out there. Oh, the enemy, he, he, he preys on your weaknesses. 
no, he doesn't. He prays on the strength. Because he knows with the strength, that's what's holding you. So if he can weaken the strength in you, that's what he's coming out. But he's going to come through the weaknesses as well, but he's after that strength. Whatever that gift is that you have, that talent that God has blessed you with, because right here from verse 4 through 6, now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Verse 5, and there are differences of, there are differences of administrations but the same Lord. So when you go back to that football field and you see the offensive linemen, their objective is to make sure this thing works out the way it's supposed to. Coach calls a play, you have to execute it. Just like the body. The body calls a play, you have to execute it. The body sees a foreign object comes into it, and the rest of the body executes a defense to make sure that this whatever this foreign thing is gets out. So we say we have colds, we say we're sick, but our body starts to create mucus, making us sneeze, cough, and try to push that foreign object out of us. Okay? That's how the body works, but it works together. Okay? The lungs fill up with the mucus and all this other stuff. You know, the nose is draining, the eyes get watery. Certain things shut down, not all the way down, but it slows down to, in order to give power to the rest of the body that needs it at that time when you're sick. So goes the body of Christ. We work jointly together. Without it, we are nothing. They say you're only as strong as your weakest link. But I say you're only as strong as the strongest strength in you because if that strength in you fails, all else fails. So what do you need to do? Yes, you need to think about the members in which we so do not think about so much. You know, I had an operation before and um, I got my appendix taken out. And me not being a biologist or anything like that, not knowing um, truly what all body parts do, as most of us do, I asked the doctor, I said, what is the appendix used for? Because, you know, you got, you know, the liver, the kidneys, you know, all those, that they, they function, you know, doing something with the blood, the heart's pumping it, the kidneys and everything, they're, they're filtering. You know, I asked the doctor when he took my, my appendix out, what does it do? And you know what the doctor told me? He says, it has been so long that men has evolved that there's only speculation as to what the appendix does for the, in the human body. They don't know what its purpose was. They just know if they take it out, it won't harm you. Isn't that something? We've so far long got that we've got so far ahead that we've lost a member of ourselves to where we've left it so far in the back that it could have been something that truly helped us along the way and we've allowed it to decay and shut down. That the body's like, I don't even need that thing anymore. Get rid of it. But it served its purpose. But us being humans, because it was one of the smaller objects in the body or we thought that it, it didn't carry as much weight as the lungs and the heart and so forth, 
we figure, hey, we can do without it. This is what the enemy waits on. He waits on you to decay. He waits on you to take yourself apart because you don't pay attention to the entire body, whether it be your body, the body of your community or church, or the body of Christ. When you don't take care of the whole body, the rest will suffer. And let me tell you, when that appendix started hurting me, when it's time to take it, I knew it was time to come. That thing, it hurts. Okay? When you allow the enemy to come in and grab hold of something like that, it's going to hurt. Because one thing we all need to understand, when we're fighting against the enemy, we think, you know, well, I can run, I can run 20 miles because my heart is strong, my lungs are strong. I can do this. I got the endurance. But let me explain something to you. The enemy is not after just one part of you. He's after all of you. And if he has to take you apart piece by piece, he will. He will take you apart piece by piece. Okay? Now let's get back into this, this scripture here because it, it's going to shed some light on this. So in verse 6 he says there that all, and there are diversities of operations, but in the same God which worketh in all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of those tongues. But all these worketh that one in the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So if we have someone to prophesy, if we have someone to teach, if we have someone to preach, if we have someone to give tongues and we have no interpreter of any of these things, what good is it to the body? Just as I told you before, when the body thinks that it is sick, it's because something has entered it that it has no idea what it is. And if you do not know what it is, your body's not like, you got to go. I do not know you. Because that's the way the body's supposed to work. When the enemy comes in, it's just like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. I do not know what spirit you are of, so get behind me. I don't need you in me. Get out. Get out of me. Do not return. This is how our body works. Through the Spirit, God's giving these gifts. And we think that if we just got one, we're okay. But on the contrary, we need one another. And not one is to be held highly esteemed above the other. But however, we think that it is so. 
we think, oh, we got a prophet in the house. Hold a prophet here. But the one who don't, the one who speaks in tongues, oh, you just speak in tongues. Go on down there. Or the interpreter, you know, oh, the interpreter, you can sit in the back of the room next to the bathroom, and when we need you, we'll call you. That's not how the body of Christ works. That's not how our bodies work. I'm going to get back to the scripture because God is about to work something here, and I, I truly want you guys to get this and understand it. Verse 12, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Not one is held above the other. If so, then the body is diminishing of itself. It, it cannot, you cannot say that one is greater because only because, and this is why, as soon as you think that one is greater, what did Jesus tell his disciples? You guys are sitting here trying to debate on who's going to take my place, who's going to be the greater of you all when I leave. And Jesus told them that this cannot be so. You should not hold one another over one another. I don't care what your position is. The body of Christ is the body of Christ, and it is one. You think the heart is important, okay? That's fine. Take away the lungs. What good does the heart do you pump the blood through your body when you can't breathe? You take away the lungs, right? It's gone. The heart is no good. Take away the heart. What good is the lungs? You can't breathe if you have no blood flowing through. So we are all dependent upon one another, but however, somehow in society's twisted mind, we have got to the point where we say that one part of the body is important, more important than the other. Chop off a foot. Can you walk? Chop off a hand. Can you work? Lose an eye. Can you see? Get your tongue cut out. Can you speak? These are the things that people, we, we seem to deem. And it, it, you know that old, old added question that we always ask ourselves, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't know anybody who's gone through life where this question hasn't come up in some kind of conversation he was in with friends, family, or whatever. And people always ask you, which one would you rather be, deaf or blind? And people always give their rationality as to why they would rather be one or the other. The deaf I'd rather be deaf because at least I can still see, you know, blah, 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 so forth. And other people say, I'd rather lose my sight because... If I can hear it, I can still talk. You know, and we try to balance the equation of which gift is greater than the other. If one was greater than the other, God wouldn't even give it to us. What's the point? He's given us hearing. He's given us sight. He's given us speech, smell, touch, the ability to walk all our inner organs working 
in conjunction with one another. Not one is held above the other. No prophet above a teacher, no apostle above anyone else. It's about the whole body coming together as one. And when you come together as one, you come to agreement of equality in the spirit. Please know when you're when you're battling the enemy. I'm gonna put it down for a minute. When you're battling back to the old the the uh football uh analogy I was speaking up earlier. You think about gifts, like I told you. The enemy deals in your your familiar ways. He he knows your strengths, he knows your weaknesses, because he's always attacking them one way or another. He's trying to find a way in. But here's the thing. You guys ever watch watch those football games? You'd be like, man, this is a boring game. Ain't nobody score yet. Ain't nobody do this. Score zero zero. And all of a sudden at the end of the game, the score is like six to three. I'm like, ain't nobody score a touchdown. Ain't nobody do this. Six to three. You sat there for three and a half hours watching this thing and only Six points was generated from one side and three from the other. But however, there was there was victory. There was victory for someone. How did that one person get that victory? There's something in football called special teams. Special gifts and callings as God would give it to us. See, these people are unsung heroes of the team. You know about all the big defensive players. You know their names. You know all the people on the offense from the, you know, the wide receivers, the running back, the quarterback, the linebackers, and all these people, right? Well, on special teams, no one knows these people. For the most part, you don't know them. But what happens when a team wins a game six to three? These gifts and these callings that God has gratefully given unto you are activated in the least members of your team. Now the least members of your team are the strongest point of the body or of the team. They are the ones who generate the victory over the enemy. You see how all this works? You say, oh, well, how do we win this game? Well, instead of you being pinned at, your, at the other end of the field, trying to get all the way down here, the special teams, a punt return, and they get it, and they change the field position. So, see, when you're on the battlefield with the enemy, you need to change your field position. You don't need to be backed up against the wall. Allow something special within you, that gift and that calling that God has blessed you with, to be activated. Because sometimes our best thing that we have is not going for us. That strength that we so much rely on is not going well for us that day. And the enemy is just beating that strength down, beating it down. He's about to crumble the walls. But that unsung hero, that part of the body that you have long forgot, that you have cast away, all of a sudden rises up from the ashes and say, I'll take this one on. Just as they did with King David. Oh, you just a little shepherd boy. Go back and tend to your sheep. This is grown man business. 
That's what they were telling him. But lo and behold, that little cast off that they were trying to send back to his flock had more heart at that point in time to do what needed to be done for the body. Changed the position of the battlefield. He hit the enemy with something. That's why I love that term when they use it in football, special team, because it is something special that the enemy didn't realize was there. It's kind of like getting hit by Mike Tyson, like, oh, wow, this dude really can't hit. Let me stay away from that. That's what a special team does. It changes the parameters of the fight, of the battle with, with, with Satan and, his, and his, his minions and all his other crazy demons that he has. Okay? You go in, and you got your strong suit on. you got all your strengths. You know what you got. You're fighting. You're battling. But then Satan and his boys are getting the best of you. You don't know what's going on. Man, this normally works for me. But today it ain't working. Activate that special calling, that administration or that operation in you that, that you so look down upon. This is what God is calling us to do, to activate the whole body. That's why I read that part in Ezekiel when he said to prophesy to the bones. And when he prophesied to the bones, he said prophesy to the wind because the wind is what activated the bones. It is something that the enemy is not ready for. If you strengthen the whole body, he cannot withstand. When one fails, the other one steps in place of and strengthens itself. It's like, not, to, not today. Not today. But we tend to forget and put down the lonely person. Even in our church communities, we put down that lonely person who may be a single parent out there struggling. Who, who may have done some wrong, but who, who are we to judge? We've all done some wrong, every one of us. But we found upon that same body in which we are so-called trying to build up. We found upon pieces of the body and tried to reject it. Back to the scriptures. Back to the scriptures. I tell you. Verse 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized. Okay? For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And here's the key part. This is where God truly breaks it down. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Just because the foot say I'm not the hand doesn't mean it's not part of the body. Just because you say that person is not this way doesn't mean that they're not a part of the body. You can't cast off a member of the body because it's not your authority to do so. Go ahead and cast off a member of the body if you want to and see what happens. The body will not operate the way it should. You're actually weakening it. That little portion that we talked about that you so cast away, that you so lowly look upon and hardly ever use, 
is the one that can save your very soul in the time of need. Because our strengths that we rely so much on, we get to the point to where I got this, and, and God is nowhere in that strength anymore. And that's when it fails you. But that lowly one has so much faith in it, it's like, I'm still here. I'm still part of this body. You cannot cast me away. Because I know in me, God has placed something in me, and, it, and when it's ready to be, be activated, I will act accordingly. Verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where, where is the hearing? In other words, saying, if the whole body is claiming to be an eye because you see that as a strong point, you see that, hey, this is the thing that gets me by all the time, so I can cast the rest of it off. I don't need it. Where's the rest of the body then? Where is it? What holds the eye together? Okay? So you've got to think about these things. Where's the rest of the body? Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where is the hearing? If the, whole, if the whole were hearing, where is the smelling? But now have God set the members, every one of them, in the body. God set the members in the body, okay? Because he knows each member has a duty in which he has blessed them with. Again, back to verse 5, I mean verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse 5, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Back to verse 18. God set these into one body, as he hath ple- and it has pleased him, not us but as it has pleased him. 19, and if they were all one member, where were the body? There's only one member. Where's the rest of the body? Where is it? Because there's many members. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the foot, I have no need of you. So you see where God is going with this? Can't stop being so foolish to think that just because you can run 10 country miles in less than 30 minutes doesn't mean that you don't need another part of your body. You need to breathe, so you need your nose, you need your mouth, you need your ears, all that's part of the, 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 the system of, of, of breathing. And you need your lungs. So that's all the respiratory system. So you, you know you need a, another member of the body. So how can you cast the rest of it off? You can't. You just can't. Oh, God, oh, God. And verse 21, And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the foot, I have no need of you. Verse 22. 
nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. I'm going to read that again because maybe that, that, maybe that escaped you guys. Maybe that went over your head. I want to read that again. Verse 22, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Necessary for your very survival to get through this war with the enemy. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. These are God's words. This is not mine. Those who we seem less honorable, we bestow upon them more honorable, abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant uncomeliness. Verse 24, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together having given more abundant honor to that part which lack it. That's very powerful. God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacks. And what did we say before? In the time of need, when that strength of yours fails you, when you, the, the strong thing that has always held you up, has always gotten you through that one day that it fails you. And this is where we all get lost. This is truly the way a lot of people fall away from God because we don't activate all of our members. We don't activate that part in us that says, I'm still sitting here. I'm waiting. Where's my turn? I, I, I can fight this battle. If you just activate that administration, as it says in verses 4 and 5, it's a gift that is given to all members in their time of need. If you would just allow it to work, but we can't. We've got so far gone, we forget about so many members that we probably don't realize they're there anymore. Again, remember, I told you to think about your church and your community again, because we tend to cast people off in our ministries. Person has been coming to our church 20, 40 years, don't even realize they're there. They, oh, we need a new church treasurer. Who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? Do you get this such and so and so who robs the church blind? And lo and behold, the whole time, that person that was sitting there 20, 40 years follows a, 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 a CPA. But you never bothered to activate them. Because you forgot about it because you thought there was just a person that was just coming here or that's that such such person. They hear every week. They don't worry about them. They pay the little money and they, they, they do whatever. But because you don't deem them to be strong, because you don't deem them to be important, you cast them off. You put them in the that, that, that filing cabinet that's in the far back in the in, in the in the the basement that no one even comes to see, uh, that partner got buried, you know, somewhere along the way, and you don't even realize it's there anymore. That's what happens to a lot of people in the body of Christ. 
we cast them off, and sometimes it is not intentional, but sometimes we need to also realize that there is more going on in the body in Christ than just us. There's more things at work than just us, or should I say ourselves? Because we think, oh, if, if, if I don't pray for you, then it ain't going to happen. Or if I don't do this, then it's not going to happen. You know, it, it, it's crazy stuff that, we, that goes on in our heads sometimes. We've got to find out where our hearts are truly at uh, in the body of Christ. Verse 25, that there should be no schisms in the body, but that, that, the, that, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored and all the members rejoice with it. That's the way it works. Back to that football analogy. The offense didn't do anything that day. The defense didn't do anything that day. But the special teams managed to get two field goals. They changed the position of the field. Like, hey, offense can't get in the end zone. We'll send a kicker out, kick the ball through the uprights. We got three points. We may not got seven, but we got three. How many does the enemy have? None. Okay, we are ahead. Clock is zero. You win the game three nothing. Ask yourself this question: How many people know the names of the kickers on their team? If you're not enough to know that is, how many people know the names of the people on the special teams or football team? You don't know. But those are the guys that are sitting on the sideline. You think that dude's uniform ain't even dirty? He's going to lock him, take it off, and hang it back up. He didn't do that. Because that's the way we are. We, we feel like this person is not important. He's been here all season, has yet to get in the game. But then that one day, that one day when things are not going so well for the team, that guy with that clean uniform comes out, and he, activ- he activates that spirit that's within him that God has given him. Say, man, I'll just wait on my turn. Thank y'all for putting me on the field. And guess what happens? We win the game. That same member that we like, yeah, pay, pay him league minimum. He ain't worth it. Just pay him league minimum. Man. If he don't accept that, then we'll just cut him. That's where we are. You know, we, we, we try to cut 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 things out that we think we don't need. We try to cut people out of our lives we think we don't need. We try to tell people in our ministries who and can join our ministries because we think we don't need more people in the body of Christ. But isn't that what the ministry is supposed to do? Bring more people towards Christ? Let them join. Let them change their hearts, change their ways. You keep playing God's music, you keep praying, you keep speaking that word, eventually it'll get to them. 
Everyone is savable. Everyone. But you can't cast them off before you even try. You don't know what gifts they got in them, what God has placed in someone. Allow that gift to be activated. Ah, verse 26. And what, okay, verse 27, I'm sorry. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church. First apostles, prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings. Helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Absolutely not. Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No, they do not. But they all have their purpose. And one purpose is not greater than the other. Just like a marriage. A man is not greater than his wife. The wife is not greater than the man. Because if we're one, if we if we marry and become one flesh, then we are members of that body. And for you to call one body less than the other, you have diminished the body itself by saying so, by acting accordingly. Last verse here. But covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. That's what that's what he's saying here. You covet the best gifts, but he's saying, I will show you a more excellent way. Because he's trying to show you that excellence is when every member is honored in the same manner. Every member is appreciated. Every member is cared for. Every member moves forward with the rest of the members. No one is left behind. No one is left confused, dazed, straggling, suffering, in need, in lack. No one. The body rejoices together, as it says, and the, and the, and the body suffers together. You may have broke your arm. Your arm might be hurting. But guess what has to happen? That arm has to rest. And while that arm rests, the other arm has to take the duties on of everything that's going on. So the body has to continue on. But however, it also has to allow healing when something is not going right. It suffers together. Because the left arm is not able to do what the right arm is able to do and vice versa. So you need one another. You need to be able to say, thank you, long. Thank you, kidney. Thank you, small intestine. Thank you, foot. Thank you, eye. Thank you, nose. Thank you, hair. Thank the body of Christ. Thank each and every member of your, of your ministry, of your community, at your job. 
Your job is no more important than anyone else's on your on your on your place of employment. If it was, they would need the rest of the people there. So be grateful, thankful, and allow the entire body to be activated. Just as Ezekiel spoke to those bones, and they jointly came together. It said they came together. And then when the breath of life, when that gift, and which it speaks of, that operation, the diversity of the operations hit upon that body when the breath came into it, it said, you will live. You will truly live if you allow every member to live. The body will be alive, but not without every piece in operation. You have to allow everything to operate accordingly to its gifts and callings. Stop muzzling the ox, as, as Christ put it. I pray that this message reach you guys. I pray, I truly, truly, truly do. Um, again, we thank you guys for coming out to us. We appreciate you. Uh, we love you all. Again, we can't do this without you guys. We, we, we just, if, you, if you're able to send us so we can continue on our ministry here to grow, please feel free to, uh, to go on our website and, and send a, a small donation or something to us so we can, um, can get the body of Christ going. Um, we're at houseofdavidchurch.com. Uh, again, pages there with the, uh, the donate button. So please, please, we welcome you, we thank you, and, and we love you guys. Thank you very much for joining us. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh.